Hey, it's your friend Kaki here, and on this week's episode of <laughs> So Farscape, where we're reading a fanfic story, it turns out that this story, which is very, very good, uh, does include um, fairly graphic depictions of a life-saving medical procedure. So if anyone's a bit sensitive to that, maybe best to skip this one. But it's a very good story, and it does turn out okay. Just fair warning. Hello and welcome to Tales, Tales of, of the, the Uncharted, Uncharted Territories. Yes, the, uh, the, the the sort of off-week episode of So Farscape, where we read Farscape fan fiction and sometimes even sneakily read some uh, some licensed fiction, as a, as a few few weeks ago. No, with we the, would never do that. No, exactly. <laughs> um, this week we're reading a story by Lissa M called "The Trouble with Humans." Disclaimer, yada, 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 they aren't mine, and hence knowns them, which is okay by me, smiley face. Uh, rating PG-13, language and some gore. Mm. Ew. Oh, yeah, published in June 28th, 2001, although we never quite sure whether that's the actual publication date or just the upload date, because it yeah. looks like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be from later than that. Right, no, exactly, yeah. that's not how time works. And in this story, Crichton has to deal with an unfortunate human problem, and Erin and Dargo are faced with saving him. Oh, so this is Lisa M's first Farscape fanfic. So yeah. comments, good or bad, are greatly appreciated. Oh, we really must send them an email and, and let them know that we're reading this, because I wonder if they've written more mm. Farscape fanfic after Who this. Who knows? So now enjoy The Trouble with Humans. Erin and Zan... Oh, my heart leaps every time that I see a yes. fic with, with Zan still in it. Erin and Zan walk down the corridor in tier 23 and to the galley. Aaron was speaking animatedly to the Delvian. I still don't understand your reasoning behind this. Going on a spiritual retreat for 50 ounces is not my idea of a practical choice. What are you going to do? What if we need you? The two stepped through the galley's doorway, revealing John Crichton at a table in the corner. The blue-skinned Delvian turning to Aaron, gesturing slowly. Well, as a former priest, that... <laughs> no, wait, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> shit, I was trying to go for Australian, but... Um, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. As a former free... No, yeah, you, you, go, you, you, you take it. You, you take it. You're, you're, I'll, okay. I'll pick it up from you. You're Australia, better. okay. Um, Ricciardo, Daniel Ricciardo. As a former priestess, I still find it necessary to go on a spiritual sabbatical once in a while to cleanse my soul of impurities. Okay, I'm getting there. I'm sort of easing yeah. in through New Zealand. <laughs> she gazed at John, uh, John, who sat breaking up food cubes into bits on his tray. Uh, she turned back to Aaron. For some reason, I feel this retreat is already long overdue. That's the one. There we go, I got there. Aaron gave Zahn a smirk in response, and they brought their food to where John sat. He glanced up at them. So, Zahn, where are you going exactly? The Delvian replied, I'll be planet site, that's all I'll say. John humphed loudly. Oh, thanks, Zahn, that helps. What if something happens? What can happen in 50 yards, John Crichton? She answered, thinking, famous last words. Aaron, noticing John was merely pushing his food around on his tray, furrowed her brow. "'What's the matter, human? Food not good enough for you?' she jested, taking a large bite of a brown cube. I love that she's sort of Mary Poppins in your uh, Well, in yeah, your that's rendition. what I'm going I for. I really like that. John laughed sarcastically. "'No, it can't possibly be that. Not food cubes, the essence of life!' he said, bowing before his plate. After receiving an annoyed look from the Sebastian, he answered, "'Nah, I just don't feel like eating.' Zahn gasped, feigning shock. John Crichton, not hungry. Are you feeling all right? John laughed again. Ha ha, funny. Erin raised her hand and looked around as if expecting to be called on. Is it right if I think it's funny? 
They all laughed at that, and Crichton threw a food cube at her. She caught it and popped it into her mouth, which made them laugh even more. The entire crew showed up at the docking bay to see Zahn off. No. She waved at the unlikely bunch and cried out, Do not worry, we'll be back soon. She and Rigel clambered into the pod, closing the hatch doors. Okay, so she's going off for a sabbatical sort of spiritual retreat. And Rigel is going along for no reason apparent, (laughs) as Rigel is wont to do. Actually, yeah, that's really in character. (laughs) As they watched the pod jet off to the purple planet below, Dargo grumbled, I still don't... Ah, no, I still do not see, uh, because he doesn't use contractions. Very good. Why she had to bring that Hynerian menace with her. Oh, there you go. How he will give her aid on a spiritual retreat, I'll never know. Really, Dargo, I'm shocked. I thought you'd be happy to see him go, Aaron Sun said, smiling playfully. John punched the taller man's shoulder. Hey, you got a soft spot for our little friend. Admit it. (laughs) Ow. John clutched the right side of his lower torso. Dargo turned his head toward him. Aaron placed a hand on Crichton's arm. What's wrong? she asked, worried in her eyes. John took a breath, then answered, Nothing. It's nothing. I just got a twinge here for a second. He straightened and began to walk down the hallway, the other two aliens flanking him. When I said ow, I thought that maybe, like, Dargo had punched him That's back, what but I apparently thought as well, not. Yeah. I thought it was like the, like the other two aliens. There's only aliens here. Everybody is aliens. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Are you sure? Dargo questioned, eyeing him suspiciously. Yeah, yeah, said Crichton. Let's let's go see if Pilot needs anything. As he strode off, Aaron and Dargo looked at each other, shrugged, and followed the human. Gathered later in the control room, the crew members were fixing various parts around the deck. Aaron was tinkering with the DRD that had lost an antenna, John was attempting to repair a navigation console, and Dargo was tackling a scanning device. Pilot was constantly in the way, lending all the help he could. What does that mean? Being in the way and lending all the help that you... I mean, okay, well, like, Pilot's like... Get out of the way. And Pilot's like, I'm sitting here. I <laughs> yeah, live exactly. here. This is like, How can Pilot be yeah. in the way? I mean, it was probably like on part, the comms. Part of the crew, part of the ship. <laughs> um, let me see. Who do you think that is? Aaron, probably. John, how do you expect to receive any energy for that console if you don't convert the output manifold? John grumbled under his breath. Jeez, where's a good old AC converter when you need one? AC converter? What's that? Aaron asked, puzzled. John began to explain, then stopped. Nah, it's not worth explaining. Just some of your backward human technology, babe. Dargo spoke up, not looking away from his work. Why do you so often call Aaron babe? She is not an infant. I know, big guy. It's just another ex... Ah, yes, a human expression. Dargo's tone was that of frustration. John smiled. Now Dargo sounds like Worf, but... <laughs> I, I mean, it kind of... I know, yeah. Aaron answered Dargo's statement. His human expressions are never worth explaining. Why do you... Ah! John cried out and... Du- Thank no, you. go on. Thank you. Yeah. John cried out and doubled over the table, grabbing his side, face contorted in pain. Oh, ow! Very ow! He said, gasping. Dargo stood up and raced to his side, Aaron not far behind. Dargo actually looked concerned as he asked, What's happened? John, his face a mask of pain. I mean, he's the only one not wearing prosthetics. Oh, okay. His face a mask of pain breathed, I don't know, God, it hurts! He groaned, wincing in agony. Aaron grasped his shoulders and helped him to unsteady feet. Whatever it is, we need to get you to the infirmary now, she said forcefully. And she and the Luxon led the limping human to the sickbay. Once at the infirmary, Dargo propped Crichton on a table in the sitting position and held his shoulders to keep him from falling. He was breathing in short, quick gasps and was still clutching the hurt area. What is it? What is it? 
He mumbled to himself. Oh, uh, what is it? What is it? He mumbled to himself, racking his brain for an answer. I'm going to go with appendicitis. Ooh. But, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, loss of appetite. Yeah, acute pain. pain. Pain, yeah, it's, it's roughly the right area for it, so. Right. Uh, oh, I like that. You're human, don't you know? Aaron snapped as she felt his forehead, which was warm. Ooh, okay, so infection, yeah. John grimaced and tried to smile. Sorry, Aaron, I'm not a doctor, just your lowly physicist. I don't know the difference between... John's eyes grew wide and his mouth hung agape. Oh, shit, he said. What, said Aaron, looking into his eyes. He didn't see her, shaking his head while mumbling. Oh, oh, shit, not now, not here. Oh, oh God. Dargo grabbed the human by the shoulders and shook him hard. Tell us, John, what is wrong? Oh, yeah, the proper... What is wrong, she wrote. Yeah. Uh, they wrote. John groaned. Gee, Dargo, shake me a little harder next time. I almost didn't feel the waves of pain. He shifted on the table, gazing dis- disdainfully at his injury. It's appendicitis, okay? Yeah! High five. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. He had to answer in short bursts because breathing was difficult. Oh, oh you missed one. Oh, 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 yeah, you... Wait, did he? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Dargo began to grumble. That helps a lot. But Aaron placed a hand on his wrist, stopping him. Composed, she said sternly, What is appendicitis, John? He had to answer in short bursts Thank because you. breathing was difficult. Oof. It's an illness of the appendix, which is a small organ here. He pointed to the inflamed region on his torso. It becomes infected sometimes with no known cause, but it will rupture if it's not removed in time. I'll probably die if that happens. Maybe this is the point to add a sort of content warning to Well, they uh, to did mention are- some gore. So yeah. I guess we're going to get some surgery or, you know... I mean, this is becoming CPR-scape again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dargo and Aaron exchanged worried looks. But won't you die if it's taken out? Aaron asked. John grimaced painfully. No, uh, it has no function. It's just there, left over from whatever mammal we evolved from. Odd, Dargo said. Hey, fuck you, Dargo. You have this weird thing where you where you die if you bleed wrong. Like Right, yeah. On I mean, organs that you can't necessarily reach yourself, also. <laughs> Fair point, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a barrel of laughs, geez, <laughs> John said as another wave of pain hit him. I assume it has to be surgically removed, Aaron asked, fearing the answer. Yeah, and soon, John grimaced and swayed a bit. Oh, a bit dizzy there, he said. Dargo steadied him with a firm grip and said, Well, we'll have to wait until Zan comes back. John shook his head. No, no, if the pain's this bad now, later might be too late. He looked up at the anxious faces. One of you is going to have to operate, he said, realizing he might have just decreed. Yeah. Realizing he might have just decreed his own death sentence. Suddenly, he jumped up. Oh, okay. Ran over to a basin on the floor and promptly threw up. Good for grabbing a basin. Hmm. His body heaving. Erin rested her hand on his back. Once he stopped convulsing, he turned to her, wiping his mouth with the back of his hand. He smiled weakly. Are you up to it, Erin? She backed away, fear on her pale face. Me? No, I couldn't. I, I mean, that's tech Aaron, work. Come on, that's yes, a, you're a tech. tech. Yeah. Just admit it. It's it's just, you know, tubes in there. It's basically, like, inside is basically just a switchboard. That's PK tech. A very, very good point, It's yes. just tubes and slots and yeah, tubes and, no. and tubes and things. Okay, I'll do it, said Dargo confidently, standing and, tall. And grabbed his coulter blade. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John nodded. Okay, let me think here, he said as the Luxon helped him to his feet. John was half carried back to the table, and once upon it, he lay down. 
Okay, um, bandages. You'll need some bandages and suturing equipment, scalpels. Uh, I might not have enough time to write it all down. Aaron's panic-stricken face came Wait, into no, view. Wait, no, no, you, you, you skip back one. You skipped one. Oh, sorry, yes. Dargo spoke in a naturally soft voice. Then you might have to tell us what it is, what to do as we go along. Aaron's panic-stricken face came into view. But that means she put her hand to her mouth in horror. Ah. John realised what she was getting at. You're going to have to operate while I'm awake. Ooh. Aaron nodded slowly and Dargo bowed his head. John stared at the ceiling. Oh, shit, he said. This is going to hurt a lot. Okay, let's all take a moment and just relax. And <laughs> yes. just, I'm going to assume that this story is going to turn out fine. And this is like a triumph of like ingenuity and, and like self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there but for the grace of God go we... You know, you you can be stuck in a in a in a very like in a situ in a less than ideal situation. Have to deal yes. with something like this, and then actually, yes, to prepare us, you have some like first aid experience, yeah, which I know doesn't cover obviously yeah. any surgery at all. But like, no. have you have you picked up like any? Where I mean, I know of some people who've experienced like appendicitis themselves. Yeah, uh, so uh, have I. Yeah. Right, so I know about the decompression test. Right, where yeah, yeah. You push into someone's stomach, and if, if, if it hurts when you release, then it's pretty sure that it's appendicitis. I remember, like, someone told me about that being performed on them in the ER. Yeah. And no, they didn't have, I mean, they, they then reported, no, I didn't have appendicitis, because when they removed their hand, suddenly I felt great, and all the pain was gone. Yeah, Ooh, and that's oops, like the worst thing, oops, because that means no. it just bursts. Yes, yes, that's right. And so they were rushed into, into <laughs> yeah, that's when they the immediately room. switch, it, that's when you get top priority for the ER. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Because they basically have to wash out your uh, body cavity, like, to, yeah, get all the gunk out. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's yep. not a good situation. That's. Yeah. But so what, uh, what then you we... don't get Then you don't get the tiny small scar, then you get the huge one, if that happens. I have one of those. Oh, you have appendicitis? Oh, appendix no, 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 it was, oh. it was like I was, I, was, I was two days old and I had to have, uh, uh, oh. it was a little piece of intestine that hadn't grown right, right that, had yes. to be, uh, that had to be taken out. But I've got this really cool scar now that I make up lots of stories about. But so <laughs> what, what should we blessing. be expecting here? Yeah, ooh, that's a good one. Oh, well, ooh. I mean, traditionally speaking, there's like a few solutions. Like either you, you get them pissed drunk and you hold them down and then, you know, they pa- okay. and they pass out from the pain sooner or later. Or, you know, I don't mean, we don't know what kind of like painkillers that Zahn has managed to stash away in her apothecary. I mean, considering how chill she is, it must be f- <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty yeah. good. And there was, of course, the story of the Russian doctor who I believe it was called on a South Pole or somewhere oh, who dear. actually had to perform an appendicitis uh, on himself. An appendectomy. Yes. Appendectomy. Okay. A, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, he had some. He had people assisting him, but basically, he had to do the work, looking. At yeah. a mirror while he was under partial anesthesia, just like and like do it, yeah, perform that's, the perform the surgery on himself. I mean, that's probably what's going to have to happen here, right? Nobody else knows his insides. I mean, does he? I mean, I wouldn't know where to find my appendix. I mean, it's on the right, isn't it? Yes, but you know, even but then, I know that because I've got the scar there. Yeah, but you can even you can tell people, yeah, it's on the right, and then you go like, okay, which bit is it? You know, it's like it's not. Well, okay, so you know it's inflamed. Yeah. So it's going to be. Pink, not red. I don't know. Right? I don't well, know. Inflamed things swell up, don't they? Yeah. But, you know, there's like... Uh... And, like, in there, like, all that tissue is properly... And again, like, apologies to anyone who's, who's sensitive to this, but I sort of imagine... I, 
I mean, you follow the. It's it's a it's a it's a little fork of your of your intestine, all right? right. So you can you can feel along the you can find the your your. No, in- I mean I don't know how many membranes you have to cut through to get there. How what it looks like? What's on top of it? What do I have to move aside? Is it? No, I don't think that's the case. Not like I think uh, you've got the abdominal muscle. Yeah. And once you're through there, it's just free. Because I know this from medical programs that I watched as a child, which for some yeah. reason my mother always watched during dinner time, and I got really desensitized to this sort of yeah. thing. Where for some like intestinal surgery, like they make a tiny little incision yeah. and then they'll just pull guts out of the tiny little hole because right. you can just and then you just stuff but, them back but that's in. That's when people know what they're doing. That's like when they know what to feel around for and they go like, Oh no, I got the wrong one. Now I need to pull the other ones. No, I mean, but it, look, it's got it's got two ends, right? One end of the right. of the of the intestinal tract goes into the stomach and the other one goes where right. the sun don't but shine. You can't really feel around for that. You can't follow you it can around. Take it out. Not if you don't look. know what you're doing. Of course you can. As long as well, you've, you've got an opening. <laughs> And you just- yes, but you know, imagine doing this for the first time. You've never seen this particular alien before. It's like, I mean, yes, but this is the great thing about the intestine. It's got two ends. I know, and all the middle stuff, like you do. And afterwards, it's perfectly. You just stuff it back in. As long as it's clean, you just stuff it back in in any old order, and it'll find its own. Like you don't have to coil it, right? <laughs> no, I know, but okay. I think we're drifting a little bit off topic <laughs> we- here. <laughs> <laughs> this is CPRscape. Oh, God, if only we had Crimson here. Okay, so this is going to hurt a lot. Uh, you, your turn. Dargo and Aaron had walked away from Crichton's side to talk. The Sebastian watched John sometimes. as he bit his lip and clenched his hands in pain. She felt so much for him, but she realized that this was going to be one of the most difficult things she had ever she ever had to do. She glanced back to Dargo, who had been talking. So I'll eject the area with a local anesthetic, and then you hold him down while I operate. Mm, okay. Yes, good. Aaron had looked back at John. Okay, uh, you don't want a distracted intern who didn't listen to half the... No. Or, or nurse or practitioner or whatever the... Okay. Dargo grumbled. Look, if you want him to get better, we're going to have to both be ready for whatever may happen. Are you ready, Aaronson? He asked, almost as a challenge. Good. Aaron shivered, then answered. I'm always ready for anything. Good. How could she reveal her true feelings to Dargo, letting him know that she had a weakness? She could never admit to that. She could barely admit it to herself. Dargo's face softened. Good, he said. Then we should proceed quickly. We may not have much time. Aaron nodded, and they both moved where to where Crichton lay. Crichton, we're ready to begin, Aaron said softly, and lay her hand on Crichton's feverish brow. John shuddered. Okay, he answered weakly. Aaron stood at the foot of his bed and held down his shoulders. As the big Luxon moved to make the initial cut with a small scalpel, John's head jerked off the table. Big guy, you didn't give me a local, right? You Dargo. did give me a local, right? Dargo answered. Of course, but you will still feel some pain. We couldn't administer too much or you'd zoink out on us. Uh, that's zonk, Dargo. It Ah, uh, <laughs> never mind, John said, his head falling back to the table. He looked up at Aaron's green eyes, his own piercing blue ones filled with fear. I'm ready, Dargo. Go ahead. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of rush through this bit. As the knife slid through his fragile flesh, uh, as the knife slid through his flat, I said to get through. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to do the opposite. I'm going to have to f- full on like uh, enunciate. Uh, yes. 
As the knife slid into his fragile flesh, John inhaled quickly at the unexpected pain. He gripped Aaron's hand, not caring at his obviously sh- obvious show of wavering stability. Erin tried to hide her concern for the human without luck. She watched as the Luxon cut open Crichton's tense abdomen, and she gasped when the blood began to seep. She felt Crichton grip her hand, and she squeezed it tightly. She looked down at their grasp, not wanting to face the surgery being done as a peacekeeper. Oh, wait. As a peacekeeper, she was trained to withstand the sight of blood in all forms. She had assumed she'd be able to handle anything, but with a sickening realization, she discovered that cutting someone open without a thought of the consequences and cutting someone open in full hopes of saving that person were two totally different things. She didn't know how Dargo could stand it. Respect. I mean, you know, you you don't know how you'd face that situation until you uh, you face it. I mean, she should be on mop-up duty at this point, though, right? Yeah. But, you know, hand-holding duty is also kind of important. Yeah. Uh, certainly, since he's the, the head surgeon. <laughs> Baron refocused her gaze on John's face. His lips were white with pain and he was sweating lightly, but his eyes showed an enduring confidence she hadn't expected. It was almost as if he were comforting her, as if he were comforting her instead of the other way around. Dargo finished making the first cut and got a DRD to hold the skin back in place. Clever. Yeah. He, his tattooed brow was... was yeah. His tattooed brow was furrowed in concentration. I have cut, John Crichton. What do you see? John's pain-filled whimper was whisper was almost too much for Aaron to... I don't want to do the pain stuff, so I'm just going to make okay. him super high at this point. <laughs> what do you see? John's pain-filled whisper was almost too much for Aaron to bear. Ah, uh, much blood. I cannot see because of it. Then mop it up. You'll need to see the air. You'll need the area to be as dry as possible. Dargo paled as much as Luxon can, then grabbed some strips of cloth and did the best he could to sop up the blood. When he had gotten it as clear as he dared, he spoke again. I see folds of skin, veins, arteries. I see folds of skin, veins, and arteries. Blood vessels too, between me and you. (laughs) All inside you. John didn't waste time with Dargo's recount of his anatomy. The appendix is normally the size of my pinky. Your pinky? Aaron asked curiously. He weakly lifted his hand and moved his finger. My smallest finger. It will have swollen to a, a, a larger size. I'm not quite sure how big. Dargo poked around the opening looking for the organ. I have discovered a smallish rounded organ about twice the size of your pinky. It is white and bulbous. Ah, there you go. You know, okay. inflamed, swollen, then it's yeah. going to be like pink, yeah. white. Ah. Crichton exhaled. Is there anything else that could be it? No, Dargo answered. Good question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the, the obvious one. Is it an extension of where the, the narrow uh, long thing connects to the thick long thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just follow the tube. And is there a twig off the side of the tube? Pretty much. That's, and yeah. then that's the one that you want. <laughs> the one that you want. You are the one. <laughs> then that must be it. John squeezed Aaron's hand again and she squeezed back. Her mind was racing. I would have screamed for mercy by now, she thought. John posed another question. How is it attached? He waited in pain oh. for a few more minutes while the Luxon discovered the answer. He buzz- busied the time with losing himself in Aaron's eyes. His own were filled with pain and grief, and hers mirrored his own. There seems to be an artery on one side that is connected to the organ. Dargo checked once more. Yes, that is how it is attached. How should we proceed in removing it? Er... Uh, Crichton's eyelids fluttered and he began drifting off. His jaw unhinged and his head lolled to one side. Does it have an artery on it? Mm, I don't know. Okay. 
Aaron, alarmed, gently... They must have done some research. Aaron, alarmed, gently slapped his face. Hey, she said, using an earth term. Hey, hey, come on now. Don't zonk out on us. Come on, we haven't finished. Gradually, the human waded out of the void to which he had been heading and groaned. He gasped in agony, then said breathlessly, Cut it out! Cut it out now and sew up the artery! Dargo wasted no time and immediately sliced the thin vein. John cried out and began to lapse once more into unconsciousness. Aaron grasped his hand and called out to him, but he was too far gone to respond. Crichton caught the words, hemorrhaging, and too much, before he lost all senses completely and slipped into a blissful, pain-free oblivion. He came to once, arms later, to a bright face above him and a cool hand on his forehead. He heard Aaron as she called his name almost pleadingly. Then his strength gave out again and he was out once more. Aaron had been sitting by Crichton's ailing side for arms now. She wouldn't let Dargo take a shift, almost in fear of John waking when she wasn't there. She would replay the events after Crichton passed out over and over again in her mind, unable to escape them. She had watched in horror as the human's eyes fluttered shut and then gazed at the blood gushing freely from the wound in his abdomen. Dargo had been at a loss and had frozen, needle in hand. Knowing that his life was literally in her hands, she grabbed the suturing equipment from the Luxon and pushed him aside. Good. She deftly stitched up the artery and removed the appendix. Dargo, who had come to his senses somewhat, lent what help he could, suctioning the excess blood from the gash. God, whoa. What a story, yeah. How do you... How do you suture something? I mean, isn't that just a fancy term for, like, sewing shut? Follow-up question. How do you sew... Something shut? I mean... No, I mean, just in general. Oh, you know, you like, take a, a needle... stitch? Need, well, oh, I, I don't I know mean, about names the, of the stitch. I mean, it's not the standard wave of, of like, uh, uh, down and then under and then up again. I would, and I, I would go through and over, through and over, through and over. Like, if you want to close oh, off a tube. Oh, making sixes. Kind of. Yeah, you can do it crosswise as well. But basically, stitch through, then go up and over, and then back, and then, you know, just right, kind, okay. kind of like, so half the wire, the, the the thread is going through, and then it goes up and over, and then you can, like, the way, yeah, close, close off a tube. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Uh, suctioning the excess blood from the, from the gas. Oh, good, they've got suction. It was only when, after the entire wound had been sewn shut, and was only oozing blood instead of spewing, <laughs> Jesus... Uh, did Aaron take a step back and look around? She looked down at, at the hands and her shirt front. Both were stained with red human blood. She looked at Darko, who was gazing at his own tainted garments. The floor was slippery and slick, with so much of the human's life essence. Aaron stepped away from the table, hands to her face, not noticing she was getting his blood on her cheeks. Her mind found it hard to comprehend the carnage that her eyes were being forced to see. She then rushed to John's pale face and lay her head on his chest. There was a weak, slow heartbeat. It was faint, but it was there. She and Dargo had gently lifted the unconscious human onto a bio-bed and wrapped his torso. Then, as the Luxon sat watching John, Erin frantically scrubbed the table and the floor and anywhere else that the human's blood had spilled to rid her mind of the awful events. I mean, clean-up's important. Okay, and now what follows is a, is a sound effect. No, that's okay. I'm yeah, you're going to hear it. Well, probably, but we're going to wait for it. Like, because uh, Kay has grabbed his plant squirt bottle and Her Majesty, I mean... Okay, so he's checking out the range, which I think is going to be about, about six meters. Six meters, yeah, thereabouts. Her Majesty is sort of sitting by the by the feed instrument, doing the sort of lioness like shoulder wiggle as she prepares to pounce on whatever food may come out of it. <laughs> 
and Kay is about to perform a maneuver that's supposed to discourage her from her uh, evening aria. It usually shuts her up for a little bit. Well, the mere threat of it seems to have worked at this point. Yeah. I mean, sometimes she'll just, like, look at me, and then she'll see me holding it, and then she'll be like, oh, time to be quiet. And the moment I put it away, she starts again. But, I mean, so, that's what you say. You can't teach a cat to not do something. You can only ch- teach you to not do it while, she, while you're not looking. <laughs> Okay, so if you hear a certain a sudden squirting noise, you know that it's, it's not Aaron cleaning up the blood. <laughs> oh, the... <laughs> they call me Quick Draw McGraw. Yeah. Oh, good aim! You really sort of lead the target there. You can tell that you're a a, a marksmanship trainer. Oh. That had been long ago, and now Aaron's son sat, waiting for any signs of life from her prostrate companion. Except he's more than a companion to me, she thought. Ever so much more than I had hoped to find out in these uncharted territories, irreversibly contaminated. Aaron stroked the limp hair that had fallen across a pale, furrowed brow, not knowing or caring if it were her own or John's. His hand still felt warm, and every now and then his breathing would become laboured, as if he were in the clutches of some mighty nightmare. She ached to rid him of his terrors in what she thought might as well be his last arms. Slowly, a solitary tear fell off a sebation face to a human cheek, and Erin lay her head on Crichton's chest and cried. Sleep crept upon her, eventually, against her will, and she gave up resisting the blessed darkness into which she was enveloped. Erin? Erin? She heard double, if that was possible. Her mind was still stuck in the depth of R.E.M.'s sleep. The soft voice calling her out of the night was hard to ignore. She opened her eyes to find a pair of pained blue ones gazing at her. John had awakened, although he was still feverish and sweating. His lids at half-mast. I bet she, that's not all that was at half-mast. She stared at his face. <laughs> Full and alive, here we go, after so long of being cold and shut to the world. It might have been a microt or a whole cycle, but she felt as if it were all the time in the universe she needed. Aaron, John asked again in a weak voice, confused. What happened after... How long has it been since... Where's... Aaron placed a finger to his lips. Shh. No speaking now. Uh, <laughs> Shh. No speaking now. Just rest, Crichton. Just sleep. I'll be here when you awake. John gazed at her for a moment, then spoke again. Why were you lying on my chest? He asked with true bewilderment. A low, wonderful laugh escaped her lips, and she enveloped him as heartily as she dared in a great embrace. His hot breath upon her neck only reminded her of his wonderful living, breathing self. <laughs> so impressive. <laughs> Not even breaking stride. Just casually water squirting your, your, your cat. <laughs> impressive. Please continue. His hot breath upon her neck only reminded her of this wonderful living, breathing self, and her emotions could no longer be kept in check. She gave into her pangs of feeling and began to sob, heaving sobs that wrecked her body and threatened to knock them both off the bed. She was dimly aware of a weak arm gripping her back and rubbing her shoulder blades. She smelled his human scent, breathed in his life, reveled in his alien yet familiar magnificence. Wow, really piling it on here. Yeah. I thought I'd lost you, she cried softly. And I would never have been able to tell you how much that I... Of how much I loved you, Crichton finished her thought. And as she stared at his face, she realized that he was not finishing her thought only, but adding his own true convictions. Oh. Erin stroked her lover's pale face, and as they gently kissed... John thought to himself, now I could definitely get used to this. 
La fin. Yeah. Which is not tradition which is not the traditional French way, but no, just okay. Fin. Yes. This was a lot of fun. It was also quite yes. I mean we might have to put a little warning. A like, little content warning. Yes. There's like dis- yes. Vivid description some- of surgery. <laughs> But I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, it's—I I, I suspect it's well researched. Yes, like it seemed quite confident and plausible. Mm-hmm. Like I'd like to think that I'd have that sort of clarity of mind if if I ever faced that situation. Yes, I mean, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, and on a, on a human being, then. I mean, we have a general idea of where things are. We, we've seen those anatomical dolls with all the organs in there. We can, we, we stand a good chance of you know like guessing that which part of it that we're looking at. But having to do that on an alien, where you have no idea what or where once, it is. Once again, like the guts are the sort of easiest part. Okay, so I know, but around we, here, I know it's just all it's just. But all you one don't know how tube. aliens are configured and how they do it. No, but make, you can explain it to someone. Like, how would you yeah. explain it to someone? Like, it's just. Well, so I've got a big cavity yeah. with some organs and one big tube that goes all over the place. Now, the tube's got one little one little finger off the side right. that's messed up, and just get rid of that one little finger. It's easy. I suppose, yeah. I mean, no, okay, okay, so this, this is where Worf says, it's complicated. <laughs> I mean, Worf does several medical procedures that he's only mildly trained for, but um, yes. <laughs> Did you deliberately call him Worf? Sorry? I thought we were talking about Star Trek now. Oh, are we? Oh. Wait, which... Oh, I mean, he does deliver Keiko's baby, I believe. Right, yeah, when, which uh, he only, Molly. which he had only ever done once in a holodeck simulation. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he grew up with humans. He would have learned like human CPR. I suppose, yeah. I mean, you know the, the the like most people know the basics for those sort of things. If a person is delivering yeah, a baby, but there's, a, diff- a, but there's a difference if you've actually seen something resembling it yourself, or you just have to do it by word of but mouth. What are you, you know? going to do? You're going to give up. No, of course not. Right. Okay. So you give it the the the, the best effort you've got with the information at hand. So thank you for joining us. This was I know, the trouble with humans I... by Lisa M. <laughs> thank you for pulling us out. <laughs> this was really intense. And we hope to see you uh, again for another episode of Tales of, of the, the Uncharted, Uncharted Territory. Territory. Yeah, that's definitely going to need a <laughs> <laughs> content warning. Yeah.